Good afternoon and welcome to Mental Health Mondays. As we get back into the swing of things, one of the things we here at PCAST Productions are looking to broaden our horizons and those of our listeners on the avenues of mental health. I've dealt with my fair share of mental health issues over the years, so this is an issue I'm passionate about, as is today's guest, Teresa Prendes-Walls, Assistant Director of Student Counseling Services and Licensed Professional Counselor. Teresa's been a huge advocate for our student-athletes' mental health and well-being since she returned to us in 2017 after a stint at Vanderbilt. Teresa, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Describe for us your background in the mental health field and why it's important to make it more of a focal point for for people after it's been taboo for so long. Well, so my own background, um, I was... uh, I was raised in a family with counselors, so mental health in my family and in my environment was definitely um, something that was encouraged, and getting help for it was not taboo, and I know that's not common. So, um, you know, so over the years, I went to therapy, um, you know, throughout my life, but I also struggled with my own personal things. Um, and I, I, you know, I often share this with my student athletes and, and performers that I work with that I struggled with eating disorder and depression throughout high school and in, and in college. Um, and so getting the help that I needed was such an important part of my life. After spending some years, um, you know, post-college looking for a career and, and trying different things, um, I finally started to really invest in my mental health um, and, and went to a counselor that really changed my own life. Um, and even though I'd been able to go through therapy my, my whole life, when I finally said, I'm ready, that's when everything changed, my perspective changed. And, my, and through that is when I discovered, man, this is the career I need to be in. Like, I, I want to do this for other people. So I went uh, back to grad school and um, studied to be a professional counselor. My graduate program had a program in sport and performance psychology. Um, It was a specialization. So um, I was a college athlete, soccer player, softball um, for a couple of years, and an overall athlete my whole life. Um, And I said, that's absolutely for me. And since then, everywhere I go, I've been Um, I do the clinical work um, with regular population, but I always spend some time and find so much meaning working with my athletes and performers. Um, I have a private practice in Nashville where I work with a, a, you know, breadth of performers and here on campus too. So why is good mental health important to the overall well-being of a student athlete? Yeah, this is, I think this is a great question. Um, I think mental health is important to everybody. Um, and I'm grateful that we are in um, a time where people are more willing to talk about it and more open um, about asking for help. Um, the athletes here over the past couple of years and the staff here has been so encouraging um, to you know, increase those help-seeking behaviors. I think that the thing that I find even more valuable especially with our student athletes is that it doesn't have to start at the point where they're in a real you know in a a, hole yeah in a bad place yeah mental health is important to athletes because if you don't have your mind um, mindset in check your um, you don't have mental control 
half your game is gone. You can be the best, most skilled basketball player out there, but don't have control over your emotions, don't have control over your mentality, your mindset, and now you're not as good as the next guy um, and you don't get along with the teammates. And so I think we need to start super early in training our young athletes to consider the mental part of the game um, so that they can be healthy both on the field, on the court, and then as they go on in life. You know, these skills are skills that are transferable for the rest of your life. So um, for specifically for athletes, I think it's an overall, overall, this is important, but definitely focusing on mental game is so important. So. Well, it's almost like uh, working on your jump shot or getting in the batting cage or something. The repetition of working on it is going to make it stronger. Absolutely, yeah. In your work with our student athletes, have you found them largely receptive to addressing their mental health, or are are a lot still kind of burdened by the stigma? Yeah, um, there's a you know I've I've been pleasantly surprised by um, the athletes, the number of athletes that have started to reach out and come for help. I'm really um, encouraged by the attitude that I receive when I come work with a team in general um, on focusing on their mental game. Um, in terms of when athletes are struggling, the staff here is great about encouraging them to come. So I'm the also the mental health liaison to the Department of Athletics, which is why I'm here and why I spend so much time here. Um, the numbers of, of athletes that have come has dramatically increased since I first got here, and I don't think that's because there are more issues. I really believe it's because they're inviting it more and welcoming it more. Um, and the stigma, yes, it's still there. And it's certainly, there's a, a difference in male to female athletes. Um, certain sports teams aren't as you know used to asking for help, but we're definitely working on it and it's getting better. How can we as staffers and coaches be more proactive about helping our student athletes focus on their mental health? Well, to start with, I, I really want to um, commend you all and celebrate that with places I've worked here, this staff really is already doing a lot to encourage that. Um, even having, having me be on this podcast and doing this podcast is just a sign of how much you guys communicate about this and so how can you help this continuing to communicate bringing it up asking those questions um, inviting people in that will work with the students on their mental game being a little bit vulnerable sometimes and saying you know this is something I struggled with and that's why I shared my story earlier on because um, I think when you share people aren't going to think less of you they're going to say oh man you struggled and you made it through, I can do that too, you know? Um, so being honest with our student athletes about your own experience, you don't have to overshare, but you just say, you know what, I went to see a, a sports therapist or I went to therapy and it was really helpful. And communicating that will make the difference. 2020 has been, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been rough year. It's so. with a lot of good things that can come out of it, but yes. Yes, yeah. Overall, uh, rough. We've, we've still got a couple months left to, to yes. write this shit. Um, <laughs> of course. Just in this climate of fear and hostility and everything else, just how important is, is self-care for people? Yeah. Absolutely important. My, um, my boss early on, and I was so grateful for this, um, sent us this meme or, you know, little poster thing that talked about rules for remote work during COVID. Um, and 
you know, within those rules, one of them was like, remind yourself, we're not working from home. We're working from home in the middle of a crisis and pandemic. We are trying to do both our jobs and manage some of the trauma of, of the things that have been going on in 2020. So the expectations that you may have had for yourself for how work, how you work or how the team is doing or are, need to shift, you know, accordingly and have some self-compassion. Um, yeah, so self taking care of and taking care of each other, I think is, you know, self-care, self-compassion and other care and being compassionate for others is such an important um, theme for 2020. What new questions and concerns have come up for student athletes during this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time uh, thinking about this one, um, especially as the athletes started to come back. So over the summer months, early summer, um, and for me personally too, um, for, for me, one of the biggest things that drives me and, and gives me meaning is a challenge and finding something new and having to like figure it out and beat it. So when pandemic started and we were shifting our you know, counseling center to online, it was something new, man, I was alive. And then when that kind of started falling into place, I was finding myself kind of, ugh, what am I doing? And then I started thinking about the athletes coming back. What's the thing that gives them the most meaning? Um, you know, Viktor Frankl uh, wrote a book, Man's Search for Meaning, and he talked about the importance of having the things that knowing what matters to you and gives you meaning and being able to fully embody those things. And that's when that anxiety and depression set off to the side. But when you lose that meaning, you start to feel that thunk. So these athletes, for the most part, and that's generalizing it, it's, for some it's a little different, but for the most part, competition and competing that gave them that was their why that was their absolute why now that's missing right now for for most of them and i think they find themselves kind of like well what am i doing all this for why am i going to practice why am i putting up with the uncertainty of not know um so i've been working really hard with our athletes and even with the staff here on challenging them to find their why and and find the thing that gives them meaning i think if we can find that within each one of us this fall is going to go a lot better. Um, but yeah, that's, those are the, the you know, concerns, questions. Um, there's uncertainty about when are we going to compete. There's uncertainty about how healthy we're going to be. Um, but particularly the meaning, the meaning one is the most important one, I think. I'm sure you heard Skip Bayless's comments when Dak Prescott shared his struggles with mental health last week. Mm -hmm. Just how outdated is that viewpoint on mental health in 2020? Yeah, so, um, you know, for for those of you that, that um, don't know kind of the context behind it, um, Dak Prescott was just very open about his uh, own issues with depression and his own issues um, dealing with a, you know, a death by suicide in a family member and COVID. Um, and, you know, as a leader was, um, just really vulnerable um, and then Skip Bayless commented how that's a weakness um, that if you're a leader you shouldn't be sharing you know that stuff because how is someone supposed to have confidence in, in you and following you and I think that's just utter um, pardon my language um, I don't get to drag the beat button out very often well you will I've been I've been controlling myself this whole time <laughs> I do I think it's it's BS look what we've learned is that when we're vulnerable, when people 
are open. Others are willing to be more open. Um, I heard later that Skip Bayless said, you know, he tried to retract his statement saying, well, what I meant was that if he was going through that, he should have found help earlier or something. Well, you know what? How someone's supposed to find help earlier if people aren't open about the fact that this is going on, you know? So in some ways it kind of works against itself. Um, above all, as a leader, he's the best person to come out and share what he's going through because that's going to teach other guys, yep, you know what, this is okay for me to ask for help. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't step out onto the field and still kick ass, like you can do that. And, and it's gonna be hard and yes, you're depressed, but you're getting some help. He's still gonna be strong. He was stronger for saying it, um, I think is the main message. Um, you know, the second comment that Skip Bayless said about, you know, when he was retracting it, also, I think, um, stresses this part of student athletes or of athletes in general, that drive to be solution focused. And that's one of the most beautiful things, right? We wanna be proactive. So, you know, maybe trying to reframe what he's saying a little bit, like maybe that's what he meant is that, you know, why weren't you more proactive? Because as athletes, we do wanna be proactive and we do wanna encourage. Um, but that's also some, a misconception when it comes to depression, yes, if you can't run your mile in such and such a time, well, why didn't you go and work out more? And work? Yes, when it comes to physical stuff. When it comes to mental stuff, it's not as easy as going out and doing what you need to do because you're freaking depressed, yeah. right? So a lot of times people wait and don't, one of the symptoms of depression is not being able to take action and be proactive. Um, so we've gotta be mindful of that and not expect our athletes to be so 100% proactive in a time when their mind and their emotions aren't involved. Someone like Skip Bayless with a voice and a platform sharing that kind of viewpoint, does that harm the advances that have been made in becoming more open about mental health? Or is it encouraging how many people have come out and been like, hey, you're wrong. That way of thinking is just so far in the past now and we applaud Dak for shining the light on his struggles. Yeah, I, I'm not, you know, I, so I'm a reframer, I look at the positive side of you know how how can we turn this into something positive and I think what you just said is right he made that comment he made himself for most people I think there, he has probably people who agree with him and there are probably people on this he listening to this podcast who would agree with him um, but his comment as you know BS as it was brought light to it again and rallied people around saying uh-uh we're not going to take that anymore that's not the attitude that we want to have so I don't think it was damaging because I think it made people talk about it, you know? How important is openness and vulnerability when talking about mental health? Um, I think openness and vulnerability are important when talking about anything. Um, I, you know, as parents, you know, I'm a parent, I have a daughter, she's 18. Um, we have gotten uh, to be our closest when I've been able to share some about my life and be open about my you know, when I'm not having a good day. When you're vulnerable, other people are willing to be vulnerable. When you're vulnerable, um, defenses come down and, and there's more understanding and more compassion. You know what you're dealing with. So vulnerability is, is super important. Um, and as, as coaches or within teams, I encourage people to be honest and authentic. 
um, I was talking to a coach the other day before a workshop that I was giving and you know usually I'm really animated during my workshops and when I got there she's like hey how are you doing I'm like actually my day was pretty crappy like I'm really struggling but you know what I'm gonna get out there and I'm you know with your help we're we're gonna get excited and do this and afterwards she and I talked about it and it was you know she's like I appreciated that you were just honest about that because then I knew how we could that, I, that you need a little bit of, of support and strength too. That's why vulnerability is important. Um, so yeah, anyway. I know it's something that we talk about m- constantly, but how can we reduce the stigma surrounding mental health? Uh, well, everything we've kind of just said t- ties together. First of all, I'm grateful that you're bringing it to light in this podcast. Um, I, I think, um, coaches and people in positions being open and again you doesn't mean you have to overshare it's just saying look I did that I went struggled with it it's totally okay I got help so being open communicating bringing me in bringing other people in to talk about um, mental health and for me I think starting by focusing on the mental games with student athletes starting by focusing on the mental game right because that's a tool. Their mind is a tool that's going to make them a better athlete. And when you can open the door through that, like, dude, I'm going to I'm going to make you better performer out there, you know? This is a performance enhancing tool. Then we start the conversation about the mental game, mental health, blah blah. blah. And then suddenly they feel like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's easier. Maybe I can talk when they're in their worst parts, when they are clinically going through some more intense stuff, personally going through some more intense stuff. So that's I think start by introducing it in one way that's going to help their game and then open that dialogue that gives them kind of the tools to to Mm -hmm. adapt and adjust whenever they do have those mental health hurdles absolutely and we're we're you know one of the focuses of this department one of your uh, missions is the student athlete experience and and we're building athletes that want we want them to carry these tools outside of here they're not gonna be able to play basketball maybe later hopefully they are i still play soccer but you know who knows how long but those mental tools and the mental strength that we teach them here they will carry through any obstacle for a lifetime um so if we're really focusing on that student athlete experience focusing on the mental game is going to be you know crucial teresa i want to thank you for your time today and for the work you do with our student athletes Everybody on our staff holds you in the highest regard. Aw, thank you. For giving our student-athletes confidence to, to frankly address these issues head-on, and that confidence will help them far after they've hung up their cleats for the last time. Thank you so much. This has been Mental Health Mondays. Have a good week, everybody.